This is your hosts, James Jordan, Mike Wallace, the Eggman, and the American. Coming at you for yet another edition of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast. Coming at you on the FM dial on CFMH 107.3, local FM in St. John, New Brunswick. CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario. And on your smart device on the Performance Motorsports Network app. Check it out. And wherever you get your podcasts, like Spotify, I just checked Apple Podcasts. We're streaming on there on demand. And there's we, we got to get a list one day and just do it because y'all y'all might op- we might open up your world to some uh, awesome podcast networks. So got to do that one day. And then our social media, which we're gonna we're it's getting hot, it's getting intense on our social media. A lot of stuff going on. Check it out at the WWOMS. Fun times there, as well as our website, which we're gonna start getting on the rails triple w dot the wide world of motorsports podcast dot wordpress dot com keep an eye oh, out yeah. for some stuff from damon coming up soon he's gonna have some cool stuff and also yeah. this is the seventh episode of the seventh season recorded to you for the week of february 25th 2024 and we are excited we are getting ready to see y'all down at Motorama, March tenth, March eleventh. We're we're planning. Nope. Eighth, we got we, ninth and tenth. The the Motorama is eighth to the tenth. Eighth to the tenth. We'll be there ninth and tenth. Botched. Um, yeah. But we will be on stage. We will be in a booth. We will be having a fun time walking around, looking at some cars, some other Missing cool booths. Eggman. Yeah, Eggman will be there in spirit, but we'll he'll be able to follow along on our social media at the WWOMS where we're going to bring you all the updates from Motorama to your community. Love to see you all there. Have have a little bit of a chat. Come see us. Beside the one of the best, biggest airports, no, Pearson, uh, YYZ, it's at the International you know, in my Center. Brain, I was just thinking that, too. And then we get... No, actually, you know what? That song. We wouldn't get shut down because it's an awesome song and it's an awesome band. And in the country we're broadcasting, it's like... They're gods. gods. Yeah, so, Hong, <laughs> all rush, yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you guys. That, yeah, that yeah. Movie? Let's give uh, a little bit of an appreciation to, to Rush on the show. Hell yeah. Um, but come check us out. Rip aside... YYZ in the six, yo, at Motorama. I can't wait, boys. Uh, Damon, you're an American. Does that bother you, too? Z. What? YYZ. ZZ. Oh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> That's the great debate. We'll have that debate with you. that we have a bigger airport. I live so... I live so close to Canada, it doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't right. Help. When I type now, I, I put the R in front of E half the time just to see if someone will say something. Right, you know, I see. I know what you mean. Why, is that a Canadian yeah. thing? Center, yes, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a British thing. Like center with it with the R in front of the E. That's a British French. Thing. So I, that's how I always write it, and then I get corrected. Isn't that to French? ER. No, y'all, y'all gotta let us know. Y'all gotta let us know. So March 9th like and 10th, we're on stage wrong. at 12 p.m. Love to see y'all there for our live first live episodes of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast. Can't wait to. 
bomb that and get kicked out. All right. And we <laughs> might have uh, some cool special guests. Yeah, we have some stuff in Stay store. Tuned. Some people that mean a lot to us. I really, I really can't wait till we we can uh, yeah. announce this. So, stay tuned on Motorama on Facebook and uh, on the the Wide World of Motorsports social media. On be there, this be episode, square. yeah, on this episode, we are going to be talking about the mid to late and early February. So, or yeah, I, most of February and. Early March as well. We're going to talk about Daytona, Atlanta, and Vegas. The first three races of we're going to preview Vegas at least, but we'll we'll talk about Daytona, Atlanta here. F- we're going to have some NASCAR talk in this episode, and we got it all started off with what was this one? The 66th annual or the 64th running of the Daytona 500? Um, wow, I don't know. You're at one one of them. And it was great for the people that were able to get off on Monday. There was a holiday both days, or in both countries on Monday. It was like President's Day or something like that in the States. Mm-hmm. And Family yeah. Day, at least up in Ontario. Uh, <laughs> family in Day. Uh, family it's day. a federal holiday. Every day is a federal holiday I, in that country. I, I watched like. the 500 with my family on family day. It was a great family day in Canada. I watch. I legitimately <laughs> was sitting downstairs on the TV watching the 500 and my we bought a we have a projector upstairs oh, nice. and my wife was like, "Uh, oh, you weren't going to tell me about it?" And I'm, "Oh, you want to watch it?" And so watch it in your den. And my your wife watched little TV, your Michael Scott TV, like <laughs> I wish I didn't. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was it was delayed. The weekend, we had some weather. It was rainy. There was this big, looking on the radar, there's this big cell over the Gulf of Mexico, and it was going the direction of Daytona. And it and in Florida, the, it's the, the storms are sometimes a little more stagnant than you would be in other parts of the world. Like the... It takes almost forever, feels like, for a cell in a storm to get over Florida, partially because it's so flat and low. But it, it, we we got uh, an annoying annoying delays. I think we had to pre we had to put the truck race to Friday night or something like that, right? And then, so it was the, they moved the ARCA race. The ARCA race, the ARCA which race was, is supposed to be Saturday. They moved it to after the truck race. After the truck race, and Friday. those two races were just wreck filled, and guys just learning. And problem, 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 problem. A lot of that. A lot of that. Right? Yeah. There was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make it through the ARCA race. I was, was t- too was tired rough. for that. Yeah, and at that point, oh, it's like two, one a.m. <laughs> Think about how the drivers were feeling too, and there's a bit of that aspect in there where. They were up so late, they just wanted to get things going, and they a lot of them weren't even probably ready to race. Uh, I always feel night. bad too about like we sometimes, and not not to you know, um, you know, w- w- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Pander to them, but the officials like they're they're there officials from oh, totally as soon as like before the track opens, and they have to be there all the way to the end. So that's it's hard on them too. Yeah, we hear it about it in the yeah, yeah, yeah all the our camera buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we work hard. It. Damn it! Uh, so it 
and especially at Daytona, but I, I feel like I'd be wired. I'd be, I'd, I'd be freaking going, but, and I'm sure that's how they all get through the day. It's just, they're, they're at their favorite place in the world doing something pretty significant. It's the most important weekend in at least stock car racing. And it debatably, I know the Indy 500 stuff. It's godly. You're, if you're about to put the Daytona 500 over Indy and Le Mans, but you're crazy. Some of the Americans' yeah. hearts. Not there's there's agree some with that too. No, there's some Americans that will tell you that is their favorite time of the year. It is the best weekend, the well, Daytona 500 weekend. But well, that's fair. <laughs> the Saturday, I believe, is when we got screwed out, and the Sunday. I think we we had. Yep. Nothing going on all day. There was no, like, they they had track drivers on there trying, but there was no point. They do that anyway just because. But then there's a point where they call it off and just go, no, we can't do it. Uh, and it was announced sometime on Saturday night or Sunday that it was, was going like to be put Sunday, in Monday. It was like 9, 10 a.m. Like yeah. 9, 10 a.m. Yeah. Sunday morning. They get it done early in the morning. It was like, yeah, yeah no, we're not even going to bother. And I was making plans in I, life to we, get off I work. I would say that... <laughs> We should be able to applaud that. Like, yes. usually they wait till they're like, "Come on, just make the decision." What are we doing? Yeah, and they ended like, up just. You know what? Kinda, we're not even gonna. We're just. Yeah. We're not racing, anymore. right? And it was still. I'm glad it was. It fell on a holiday because any other year, I probably wouldn't have been able to. I probably would have been pissed because I wouldn't have been able to catch the races. But we, if you think about it, it's awesome. It's a long weekend for most of North America, and you get. Back, you get a couple of races on Monday. You get uh, Xfinity, which I I'm really digging the Xfinity series this season, and then you and then followed by the Daytona 500, which the, ended up the, being a day to night transition race. Races. I love day to night transition races. Uh, we, we we saw we saw an interesting race that uh, that's for sure in that aspect. What um, so let I I think should we mention the <laughs> The Xfinity and truck winners here. You do you have that on hand? Who was it? I forget. Well, Austin Hill and Xfinity. We got it up on our page. Uh, I don't remember. And Ben Rhodes, I think. No, no, no it wasn't. It wasn't Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes had an accident. Wow, we're good. We're good at this, guys. Yeah, well, yeah. at this point, we're recording. Austin Hill. He uh, won at that. No, that was Atlanta. That's yeah. No, he won out. He won the he won that was three in a row. So there we go. He yeah, he had a three peat at Daytona. He, he was able to go. He was back and forth all that race, and and he survived through a lot of wrecks. He had some damage on his car. He he ended up uh, finishing that up. As for the truck, the truck and truck trucks. I'm looking. I love. My name is Michael Waltrip. I love these but trucks. Apparently, we don't love these trucks because <laughs> we can't remember who won someone won i know gustine won the arca race uh oh yeah that was, not, uh, there, that were, was... there weren't too many people happy i feel like there weren't too many people happy about that uh, also uh, here's oh. another interesting thing to note for the purse for the daytona 500 it was nick sanchez nick sanchez thank you, won the- thank you. There, it is. there it is there we go um as we said earlier, that truck race was just so filled with cautions. It was tough to get through that. There's a lot of guys pushing on lap two, four, three wide, almost like it's the last, almost like they have a reset button. They have a they have a do-over, and there is no do-overs. And I'm an old guy now and an racer, and I'm saying that. 
Anyway, um, the biggest purse ever for the Daytona 500, probably due to inflation, but 28 million. (laughs) Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty sweet. It's a pretty look, a lot of money, pretty sweet money. I want to get on that money. And, I can't forget to mention too. We got it. We got a WOM sidebar here, and it's appropriate here. All all the while we're doing this race weekend on Sunday, the race team alliance they met and they decided that they needed to hire a representative. Or I, I forget. They carefully worded arbitrator. it. But it's like it's a middle. Uh, isn't it an arbitrator for them? S- yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be the. But he, basically, he's he's one of the most prominent sports lawyers in the U.S., and he's basically done some of the most high-profile sports what do you think litigation his retainer cases. Five thousand dollars. Yeah, thousand dollars. More zeros on that. He's litigated That's lots crazy. of antitrust cases. Uh, NFL, he's represented a lot of the sports uh, players associations and and NFL, NBA and college stuff He and, and baseball, so he has touched every sport, now he's in NASCAR and basically a lot, a lot of them, they just want he's to... He's a Michael Jackson of lawyers because NASCAR would rather speak to the drivers and then there's these there's these teams that would rather more of a Something NASCAR wants more... to talk to the teams individually. They yeah. don't. They don't want to talk to the collective, right? And it's the whole like union. That just shows you where I made a post about this, or I commented on something about this. This is solely based in greed. That's all this is. I'm not saying it's greed from one or the other. That's not for me to decide. It is simple greed because. They would have signed a deal by now. One party believes they are owed more right. than the other party. So that, and someone's being dishonest and, and lying and conniving. And it's, it's, if they were all honest and fair, this would have been sorted out. And that's, and the only people that are going to suffer are us. Yeah. And well, I think with the charter stuff, I think that has a lot to do with it and how the charter system works. And about 15 teams or so, they they all got together. And this is more also 2311 racing. They're a big, they're they're one of the teams that are a big factor or are a big backer in this. They're, they even publicly went on record and said there's no give and take, and um, they're telling they're basically saying the negotiation sucks. So they're mm-hmm. and and I think recently a, a couple weeks after that this happened, I think NASCAR said that. Uh, they reiterated, I think, more or less on their position on how they're going to deal with the charter system. As a so long sidebar, Damon, you wrap this up yeah. before we get into the 500. Yeah. I just, I thought I saw something real quick where the big point of contention was, was yeah, the charters because they want to have permanent franchises. NASCAR doesn't want to do that. I thought I saw something where they offered to extend the length of the charter contract from like three years to like six or seven. I thought I read that the other day. Couldn't even tell you where I read it, but just when I saw that, so like okay. I mean, they are come, they have come out with a counter offer, right? I believe that. And is will NAS- NASCAR oh, has to justify why they allowed charters to go to like right, forty right. million or what, and that, and then just eliminate? Yeah, them we'll like we'll have to there. have a we'll have to keep an eye on that, especially in the weeks to come here on the WOMS. Let's get back into the Daytona Five Hundred here before we end up uh, eventually getting into Atlanta and Vegas. We. Let's uh, what, what 
what are some of your guys' takeaways um, going into the 500? Joey Logano won the pole, first time for Team Petsky for the Great American Race. And also, you know, we're we're wondering how the cars are going to draft a push in this race between manufacturers. Yeah, there was what, a number of Fords up at the top for qualifying. So the dark horses were showing speed, you know, in, yeah. Yeah, with, the, with the redesigned. And in numbers, power comes in, uh, you know, in numbers too. Strength comes in numbers. With the nine Toyotas in the field, that was actually the most, because we had Jimmy running. Um, eight of them are full-time teams, but the most for Toyota in a NASCAR Cup Series race. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah actually, I never they really thought didn't of have, it. I didn't realize that. They didn't have nine last year with Pastrana because he was the part-time car, no. third car for 2311. Well, I, I think well, Toyota Yeah, it would have only, only been 2311 and that additional car. But now they had twenty three eleven and then legacy the new was Chevy's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so that's, right. that's, that's why. Right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It was inter- It's interesting to know that that's the first time Penske's ever sat on bowl there. That that's another stat that I was kind of completely unaware of. Um, yeah. And the Mustangs, as soon as they revealed that car, it looked fast. So um, I'm I, not surprised that it sat on pole. We so um what what a beginning to the race too. Dwayne the Rock Johnson coming out on pit road doing the finally the rock has come back. Here I am and for everyone out there, we have a sibling podcast, which will we got some something in the works for that too. The Wide World of Wrestling podcast. Big Ooh. wrestling fan here. So for me seeing the rock coming up on there and doing his his gimmick. Uh, looking ripped, looking good. He just turned bad as a, he just turned as a bad guy again since first time since the nineties. So that's what he's doing, coming on pit road, bad guy rock. If you smell, I love love the I beginning love that. of that. You can, mm-hmm. it was great. was so epic. Uh, um, and then uh, going into the race again, kind of I want like you know, kind of thinking of how these cars are gonna work with each other in the early parts of the the race, but wreck not even six laps in. Due to some hard three wide racing, Brad K gave a bad push to JH John Hunter Nemechek, and there was no space behind for him to lift. And um, he was on the outside and bumped Harrison. It took a few drivers out early, which was unfortunate. A lot of people were mad at Brad K. I don't this think he had much he could do. This seems as good a time as any to bring up what I was talking to Damon about before we went on air and how. These uh, the first two weeks have really shown that there is a blatant disregard for the mechanics these days, <laughs> and they do not care if they care about race cars. Pushing pushing it three wide that early in the race is so incredibly stupid that I, I just it did not well, sit well with me. For the rest of the stage, they ran two ride just riding around ford was most of the top 10 for that and then we saw uh our first we saw green flag pit cycles the field spread out and the chevys did a good job organizing taking advantage of these pit stops the best they could um it did seem like the fords were earlier uh better on earlier on the stage but the chefs came out top chase elliott stage one winner second stage win for a daytona 500 and a good rebound from the 2023 season how it ended for him so the Toyotas up front that we saw that they tried to get together it didn't work out. But um, throughout the throughout the second stage, they uh, they was mostly calm. 
the lower line. Uh, the whole was the better line. It looked like saving thing too. Yeah, that was like the guys the were running slower. We we were seeing some of the slowest lap times at Daytona for average speed um, in the pack, and that was because guys were saving fuel. And there's some controversy behind that, and there's still ongoing investigations uh, going on about that. I do think that they did go all out in Atlanta, which we'll get into here in a few. Um, it's getting dicey though toward the end of stage two. A lot of, a lot of bump, uh, give and take. But Ryan Blaney won that. He's been pretty good at Daytona in the past few years, and it was we were kind of starting to see the Penske RFK alliance coming to go with towards the end of the race with thirty to go and um green flag pit cycles again, which I love to see. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, how do you guys? feel so far about this 500 going into the end of the race it was all right i mean i was glad i was able to watch it you know generally yeah well that's true because people yeah people change up their plans right i it, the ending didn't bother me whatsoever i mean yeah i, I, I it just it, that's it's a like it things happens. started to get it happens yeah that's this the way it goes racing, things right? as like, things I mean, escalate always, quickly like, it's always a letdown when a race ends like that, but it's mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. So yeah, let's, just, it is what it is. Let's talk you know about what happened. Can I say why I think it is why it's a letdown real quick? Want side warm sidebar? Even if the the second last lap is as exciting a finish as like the final final lap, it's because we we can't we can't see it like that because we're expecting a last lap, even though we might've right. just witnessed yeah. it. So it's, well, we never, we never meet our, our, we never quench that thirst. The, the last 15 or so laps of the race were just big, a couple of big refs. We saw a red flag and then with seven to go, it was, uh, HMS songs, Larson still to go. Uh, HMS was still good to go at that point. And most of SHR and Ragan, Bubba, some of the notables that were left enough, good shape enough to finish the race. And, um, we ended up seeing uh, William Byron, I believe, right before the white flag came out, and there's a big racket, and it was William Byron and Alex Bowman side by side, and then there's a wreck kind of coming into the trial or middle of like you're basically well into the trial at that point, and there's a wreck skids out into the grass, and then they they threw the yellow almost like right right after he crossed the finish line. And the, uh, I wouldn't want to criticize the flag person for doing that, but if if there is a chance for them to throw it as early as they can, I think they do. And we've seen that in other super speedway races where uh, where they, they throw it just in time. But this was, like, I don't know what happened up there. I mean, there's there's got to be a line, right? Like from this point to the, like, I well, know That's what it's... the overtime line in the backstretch used to be for, I thought. Yeah, and then they race, and then it's like, well, why aren't they just racing to the line? I mean, right. it it could have just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if NASCAR really determined that that the caution didn't come out, wasn't deemed to come out till William crossed the start finish. Mm-hmm. Then, then whatever. I mean, I truthfully, I can kind of not blame them to want to. It's Monday night. They're already behind. Everything's got to get to Atlanta. Do we really want to see eight more green-white checkers? 
I'm sure because, that's a you know thing I mean? like, in the back of their mind. I think the safety thing, though, are they able to race around safely? That's what it, yeah, that too. That um, too. And and maybe in that situation, you don't want a car sitting on the front stretch somewhere while we're racing for a, a finish. And it, that's just a crappy place. Coming out of four, you're you're getting in out of four. Your 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 car is getting settled out of that banking, and then it's it, you're basically kind of going straight, but then you're going to start turning left a bit and then everyone's reckoned before they even get into the good part of the front uh the front stretch past that finish line so we saw all kinds of racing that you could expect at daytona and and uh you know the green flag pit cycles single file double file tame uh, tame racing intense racing big ones it, it's what you could get have a feeling of a classic 500 and we also got a chance to see how the next gen car is uh, for the super speedways. Or well, it's early, but see how they could be for the rest of the season. Yeah, I would say the 500 was uh, it was a pretty I want to say average, but like if you want to put the previous 60 something Daytona 500s in a line, and you want to put that in like mm-hmm. you know how exciting, right. how interesting. I think it goes talking about the, the 500 middle. sure but for the for oh, the next 100%. gen car we yeah. we saw a good, one I of the better it was a races race for them yeah it was definitely one of the better quote unquote plate race um that we've seen at Daytona for them <laughs> Talladega I I hate trying to compare Talladega and Daytona like saying that they're just such different tracks um uh, they're just two different style races. Um, yeah, and to me, we'll, and we'll we'll so now we go to Atlanta for a similar kind of. Well, they changed Atlanta a couple of years ago. It was almost like your typical cookie cutter, and then they ended up renovating it, adding more banking to the turns, and there's a, some other portions of the track too, repaving it, widening it for super they speedway narrowed racing. It actually, they 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 narrowed the they corners, narrowed actually. it. Okay, they narrowed yeah. the corners. And what, yeah, what, what a finish for the Cup Series that we saw for Atlanta. I, as we said earlier, for the Atlanta race for the other series, Austin mm. Hill was able to uh, win the Xfinity, which I th- I actually enjoyed watching the Xfinity. I thought that was the um, more enter- well, more better entertainment wise than the truck race, even though Kyle Busch who won for the first time for Spire Motorsports, even though that was basically his former team. They Spire bought the KBM stuff. But it was Kyle's seventh win at Atlanta Motor Speedway and uh, also showing those cup guys how to go. Strange was it to hear the crowd cheering. Yeah, he's a good for, guy for now. They were they were wanting him to do the bow. Like, how, right? the, how the the tables have turned in the last little bit. And I just want to say from everything that I saw on Saturday, you are in the minority in terms of saying that the Xfinity race was, was good. So I, I saw people, a lot of people in the industry were like, wow, what a snore fest. The ending to the Xfinity race was quite interesting. Honestly, I'm impressed that every single Ford ran out of fuel at the same time with the exception of Haley Deegan. She ran out half a lap later than everyone else, but Austin Hill uh, came back go. from sixth in that overtime. Saved yeah, a few well, in the stage. But, uh, raced hard at the end there. Well, he pitted. The three he pitted. In the inside line. No, he, he had the same fuel as as, as really? those other guys. Yeah. 
He just did a um, way better. Jesse Love ran out of fuel because he was leading. Well, yeah, yeah, that was obvious. He, like I, 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 yeah. They say yeah. you don't pit from the lead, but he should have pit because yeah. he almost caused a wipeout of the whole field. Yeah, on that restart, first car on the inside line, Jesse Levin, and the third car, uh, Parker Kligman, they both ran out of fuel at the same time. So two yeah. cars on the inside yeah, line ran out at the same time. There. Yeah. Um, but again, I th- I think really, yeah, sure. That I think the cup race is a little better. And um, going into the cup race, Joey and Chase with unapproved adjustments, they went to the back of the field. Joey feeling a little webby now. Webgano. I don't know what we're going to call it. Uh, Glovegate, whatever. Webgate. Um, <laughs> Webgate. Like Joey put on for qualifying oh, brother, some webbed gloves. <laughs> and between the fingers of the glove, there was uh, a material, an unapproved adjustment, um, making the glove itself basically unapproved. Even though it was... It was kind of made. It wasn't like he went to Walmart and bought a glove. It was actually like they like a glove that was made for him, but they just wasn't approved. Um, not that what he did, and there's a lot of confusion <laughs> between that and what he was doing and how he was caught because we saw him. The NASCAR saw him when we saw him at home too on on the the qualifying feed. He was, and a lot of drivers do it. They they'll put their hand somewhere around the window, and it almost looked like some sort of like it almost looked like I felt like he was doing like a some sort of Star Trek or Star Wars like salute. That's kind of what it looked like he was doing. He's putting the hand up beside to the left of his helmet, in between the window net, which will end up changing your arrow and shaving a couple of seconds off of your a couple sorry a couple of milliseconds off of your off your qualifying time, which that's fine. A lot of guys, and I love seeing when drivers do that. They think of different ways to get fast. They think of how can I, how, what, what can we do in the car that we're allowed to do to, to gain an advantage? I love it. That, that's how, that's what racing's all about. Um, can't get mad at that, but everyone got mad at Logano, cheater Logano, that he, <laughs> He, okay, like, here's got so, pretty rast online. So there's a lot of upset people that he got penalized for that. But at the end of the day, it is against the rules to modify safety right. equipment. Yeah, it's not it's safe so potentially it, it's, either. Whether you like it or just like the Denny Hamlin tape thing last year, it's still illegal. It's still a penalty whether you like mm-hmm. it or not. Well, and yeah. and that's that's the biggest thing that everybody seemed to not understand. A, the penalty was not that he had a webbed glove to block the air in his car. The right. penalty is that he didn't have an approved piece of safety. And the key word here is safety equipment. And he got fined. That, or got penalized. Well, he got fined it afterwards. Is, yeah. found out. But, um, th- like, it's simple. I, and all these people are mad. And it, it, it's a rule. Unapproved mm. safety equipment. Of any rule that you could poo-poo on a safety rule i'm sorry get out of here so and here's Le- a, here's Legato a will quick. pay for it a probably he'll pay for it <laughs> yeah ten thousand that's nothing yeah so right. the like fact nothing. that he was on the inboard the, they had the inboard camera and yeah. they didn't say anything until like it wasn't until sunday morning or whatever it was so and apparently it was it, it someone ratted him out. it wasn't NASCAR, yeah that's like, what it, it, yeah. the video 
Here's something we learned over the weekend is apparently NASCAR doesn't watch the feeds as much as you might think, because in the truck series race, and I called this out talking with the boys way before it happened. If you remember Bailey Curry, 41 for Nice Motorsports, the roof came off the truck. And they if let you him look, race for 50, a bit. 60 laps. No, he, he was done out of that. 50, 60 laps previous to that, his hood was buckling. You could see the Craftsman logo yeah. at the top of his hood was buckling. And it's like if he had been in an accident, because apparently he hit something and it, it knocked a couple of the brackets mm-hmm. loose. And also another truck got DQ'd for having brackets loose on their on their windshield. But if he had hit something else with the way that windshield Hi, was, Dylan. no, it was um, Lane Rick's 38 no, truck. No, I, I, so I'm sorry. I think... Um... Ty Dillon's truck as well. There's there's been more talk about it that the teams have actually been screwing around with these, not doing it properly for whatever reason. And there's apparently more fines coming. It's supposed to be coming. Mm, it's like oh, okay. someone made a mistake, or this welder sucks, and oh, or they're changing the rule of how they have to fasten the the windshields in and and whatnot. Right? Yeah. But, they have they, I, yeah. but anyways, so there's a lot yeah, going into the race. Uh, and Joey, I think he had to start the race. Did he? He started from the back and then went through, or did he start it from the front and went through? I think it was from the he, back. He started at the back, and yeah. he had to do a pass through penalty when the race started. Yeah, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Right, that's the way she goes, Bubs. You know, um, but for this race, the weather was forecast and cool. The bottom lot. We were thinking again, just kind of similar to Daytona, thinking about how are these cars going to race together, which line because. The, the lines are a bit more important, whereas at Daytona Talladega, you can kind of run in any line and stay in and stay in it. But here at Atlanta, it's, I feel like it's just a bit more, uh, you know, tight in those turns, especially the you know, the, the momentum of the lines change a lot throughout the lap. You might, you know, one line might be able to get up a little bit better on the outside and the straightaways, whereas it'll lose, it'll lose that momentum in the turns. And it's, it's just, it's just this big, or it's like synchronized chaos that's going. Organized chaos is probably the best way that I could put it. Um, what do you guys think about how we the, the how it was for Atlanta compared to Daytona? Obviously, two different tracks, but we're 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 getting you know super speedway racing in here. Well, it was the same players, mm-hmm. you know, up in both both races, and yeah, you could say that about the lines. It was, you know, I say. It seems very obvious, like the good handling cars could go on the bottom, like the strong, good handling cars could hang on the bottom of the track, even if they didn't have much help. You could see how much time they made up, but then they would lose it, even if they were yep. full throttle coming out of the turn. That's where the you know the outside would really prevail. But you know, it 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 made it pretty interesting in in that regard, because there isn't the space that you have at Daytona or Talladega, though. They did get it to go four wide a few times, and they didn't wreck. Oh, man. Well, yeah, you could go four wide, but then guys, because aero is so present and important with the cars at Atlanta, the air itself can spin you. We saw like a handful of cautions where guys are coming out of four or whatever. There's a couple, too, that they were going into three, and they just lost it. There was no one. There may be a car changed lanes a certain way there was even a couple of wrecks too where we saw cars in packs and a car pulls out and it the wake disturbs the car it makes it turbulent and then you got a guy getting loose losing control of his car and causing a big one air i love i kind of like that i mean back in the day people hated the aero stuff i've um 
pe- people were probably more mixed on it. I th- I would hope, but the yeah, the arrow is so so cool. Per- personally, I kind of thought it was refreshing seeing cars being. How do I word this? Spe- seeing drivers actually lose cars by themselves because it's been so long since the uh, the cars have been unstable enough to just lose to to be lost. And I think it was yeah. it was nice to see it happen again. Even though the they, parody in this race oh, was, parody, absolutely. was tre- tremendous, seeing like seeing, uh, I, he's a good driver, but seeing you know uh, McDowell be on pole, seeing um, David Gillen, uh, not David Todd, <laughs> leading up front, and some others that uh, it was it was cool to see, and not just uh, domination by a Chevy or a Ford. Uh, uh, you saw this uh, Kyle Busch being quite fast in his Chevy and and whatnot. Well, so for that was really nice too. Even though we we only made it two laps before the big one, there was sixteen cars involved in that wreck. That be obviously it was uh, due to understanding reasons. It was the biggest in Atlanta Motor Speedway history since we're all, we're kind of racing a little differently than we did on. There was a couple different configurations Atlanta, by the way. So. Um, yeah, like just a little bit uh, of an understanding asterisk to that one, but still a cool feat, I feel like. But, um, yeah, you know, we also saw guys, though, these guys that are spinning and losing at, like by themselves, like Busher. These guys, some of these guys were able to find their way back up into the pack throughout the race. Um, you know, there's like I, at some point in the race, I think Hamlin had that issue. He came back. I, he was caught up in Iraq. He came back. He like, wrecked wow. like three or four times. Yeah. Um, yeah. But got to mention, though, uh, Michael McDowell winning that that first stage, being able to stay up front all stage for his third career stage win. Got to get him how you can take him, right? I love it when the little teams win mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and such an, like, a, a guy that really deserves it, too. You know, he's I – like, I like him. I think, I think after that big one, things were pretty – Tame, they race it through, but then at the end of stage two with thirty to go, things started getting dicey again. Seeing more three wide racing, lots of cars. Uh, at that point, there was some different tire wear, different strategies going on. So a lot of chopping and blocking as the grip changes <laughs> on them, and block. coming in and the turns. <laughs> um, and then we we got again. I love seeing green flag pit cycles. That obviously for me, being a fake eye racer. Um, I, I love that part when yeah. we're racing, doing the, the green flag uh, strategies, because I, I take it a little easy on my stuff. So I, I try to get that advantage during green flag pit cycles, even though well, it's a little old school. too. Right? Like we don't yeah. we don't see uh, like I guess we still do at some a lot of races, but sometimes it just feels we don't see where it really makes a difference in the yeah. race and yeah. where they come well, out. Right. For here, lots of mistakes made by story, drivers. Uh, I thought the stage lengths were perfect for this. Yes, race they too. were. Yes, they were. It was like 60, 100, 100 or something. I, 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 no, it, it mm-hmm. was 60, 100, and then um, 130 or something. Like oh, okay. That. Or one, no, it was 60, 130, and then one six. It was something like there was a, a quite the final stage was a good chunk. I think it was 130, the final stage. Um, but with 30 to go in the second stage, we saw a lot of mistakes by uh, drivers and teams on pit road. Daytona, uh, I don't remember 
remember like there may have been one or two. I don't remember there being too much. Obviously, speeders were sixty, hundred, and a hundred. Um, by the way, just they're really, quick. Huh? yeah, yeah. There, I've got oh, it. I'm an idiot. Then penalties were handed out like candy during that. Uh, six speeding penalties, a couple pit box infractions, some miscues uh, from the drivers. And then even on pit entry, we, we saw a little bit of things get dicey, 34 and the 24 getting together. And and there are some points where NASCAR didn't throw the yellow. I, I liked that there was a there's a few points during this race where NASCAR kept it green. And uh, it's that's very sports car and indie car where mm-hmm. an accident because an old I would say NASCAR maybe really didn't throw it because if they did, it would have screwed up the race so bad. IndyCar is famous for letting everybody get a chance to get into the pits, and the last car that has a chance, as soon as he passes pit in, the caution's out. So I you know applaud NASCAR for not right. jumping to that caution. I, I felt like a little bit of old schoolness. I remember watching some racing back in the nineties, and and you'd see single car spinners come out and. Um, but there was more chaos to go at the end of that stage. Uh, Busher, I think that was one of those instances where I, where cars were getting crazy in the arrow. Um, Busher, Logano, Hamlin, they had that there wreck at the end of stage two. I think that gave Cindric the win. I think I think they had to. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. and then in the final he was stage, pretty strong too. Right, we he mentioned was it very earlier. Strong. Well, Todd Gillen staying up front in the final stage. Yeah, there's a, see, that's what I love. There's some a lot of teams that 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 you just don't see up there that much. Um, and, and Ham, Hamlin got back there. We were seeing door to door. No more riding like we were at Daytona. Like I mentioned earlier, when things were. I don't. I don't think we were worrying about saving fuel. And um, and t- also at the end of the race, the sun gets in your eyes coming out of four. Um. And into the straightaway, it, it it's it get it's there's a lot of other things going on that are making the end of this race tough for guys, and then we're starting to go four wide, and then, <laughs> um, just it was it was pretty on edge for the rest of the race. Cautions breeding cautions. I think that hurt a bit of the momentum of the finish. But wait, wait till wait till you hear this. With five to go, Blaney took the lead on the rest the final restart. And on the final lap, we saw a three-wide finish between Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, and Daniel Suarez. There was three one-thousandth of a second to decide the winner. And NASCAR also went to camera footage to determine Daniel as the winner as well. They 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 weren't screwing around to to make sure that this was called right and called good. Yeah, it was. What an ex- that was a crazy finish. I think the fourth closest finish in NASCAR history. Third or fourth, yeah. yeah. How do you guys yeah, see some was, thoughts that, and feelings here from good. you guys? I, I'll, 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 I'll admit that it was a really good race. This one was a classic. Um, like yeah, reminds I, me of the the Harvick Gordon. It was probably one of the better races or best, like top ten at least, top five probably of this next gen car. We saw, we saw actual racing like these guys were battling each other they're doing you know 160 mile an hour slide jobs something you see on dirt you know throw it into the corner get that grip and slide up you you know yeah it was a fun race to watch i was thoroughly entertained i 
couldn't really I jaw I was dropped stop for watching me. it and yeah you know and and there wasn't a whole lot of messing around you know there was a few mistakes by drivers but well, obviously the first the first caution but it was a fairly clean race after that um in the sense of just dumb moves we saw four wide racing we haven't yeah. seen that like really in a long time especially at that track uh, i was actually kind of surprised that they didn't wreck more right, right. with how they were racing i mean the finish was three see this i i don't think it's getting as much notice because the finish was so amazing, but it was three wide, like yeah. four or five rows back. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't just the the leaders; it was everybody. And there's one in Check the middle. This there. How about the? But. It's also the seventh team in for Trackhouse. They're figuring it out. And Daniel Suarez, considering that he didn't do as well as he wanted at the Clash at his quote unquote home race, he still won that uh, that NASCAR Mexico series, Mexico series race. And I will say. Daniel with a uh, we got he's got a couple wins of some sort under his belt to start off the 2024 season and for Trackhouse it's that's pretty good stuff. It was a good weekend for Trackhouse between that and their Connor Zilich finishing winning the Trans Am race and then you know their driver that they signed Shane Van Gisbergen finishing third in the Xfinity race driving for you know colleague good, po- yeah, good great yeah can't forget to mention that one yeah. Um, this track is the first round of the playoffs, so lots of cleaning up to do by these teams for when it counts for these guys, especially when it comes to the pit road stuff. Um, so and now we're going on to a bit of a different track, Vegas. Uh, we we see a lot of different kinds of winners at Vegas in the last few years. I think we've seen, what, five, five or something like that? My keyboard's dying, guys. It's tough to... Isn't Chase the only Hendrick driver to not win at Vegas since the new car? Bowman won. Um, in in the in the last couple of years, whether I don't know if they're referring to this, I think that he won the fall race. I think it just means like at that track, Larson, Byron, and yeah. Bowman have all won at at Vegas in the new car, and and Chase hasn't. I, I think Vegas would be good. Vegas, uh, ha- those mile and halves, we know, those smooth mile and halves have been very good for this Vegas car. is getting pretty bumpy, especially in the corners. But, yeah, the mm. the big things that people complained about before the next gen, you know, the cookie-cutter tracks, those are now the bread and butter, the strength of this new car. So, you know, Vegas, once they did the, you know, the repave and the, the reconfiguration, the racing improved tenfold. And, you know, who's, you know, I don't think there's any evidence to say that it's going to drop off this year, but, uh, you know, we don't have, no, you're good. No, no, go. I was just going to say, I don't, it's going to be hard because like, so the barometer is, is a little different this year. Like, so the top four leaders of laps led these first two races are Fords. Todd Gilliland is the overall lap leader in the cup series after two races. However, Chevrolet has won actually both races in all three series so far this year. How about so, Penske at Vegas, though? Hey, I like Penske horsepower anywhere, and now at yeah, like yeah. a, you know, a, a true non-drafting mile and a half, it should be good. But I think the Toyotas are going to find their stride. They've been laying low these first couple weeks, though. You know, Bubba had a good run in Atlanta, but I think well, this is where the luck. Toyotas pick up. Yeah. So some of yeah. So some of eight of the eighteen NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, winners are active this weekend. Yeah, Logano with three, Brad K with three, uh, Larson with two, 
Trex Jr. with two. What What are you guys thinking about? Or we're going to see Joey Logano. Probably. I'm thinking. You know, is it easy to pick Logano this weekend for a fantasy pool? Who, who, when, who? One of these guys, you know, are going to look to repeat, and then who are one of the guys that are we going to look to get one of their first wins at at Vegas? You know what? Give me Ross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me Ross. Trackhouse with that momentum going into Vegas. Absolutely. Uh, I, I go Reddick. I keep I keep saying mm-hmm. Reddick on a lot of these things, and I just. I, I think he's due. That's a good one. Um, I was going to say um, uh, uh, Ryan Blaney. Right, because he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's still looking for for some. And I think last year he was doing good. I, I think he just always gets screwed at Vegas. He's just so, been really good the last. He's got a like, crappy car. He was good at Daytona. He was, good, guys. he was really good at Atlanta. Um, I just I feel he's he's the champ. I feel he's just got some momentum. He's had great cars, all you know, since the beginning of the year, really. Um, so I I feel like Ryan might might do something here. I <laughs> I don't know part. So SH, let's talk a couple minutes about SHR here though. To their start of the season, uh, Josh <laughs> Berry, they got a driver. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what? I mean, they, they really are the like, they don't l- let you. Um, oh, what am I trying to say? They are Haas through and through right now. Yeah, if you can get my drift. Yeah, it's they've started out the season just like last year, they, they've dug themselves in a hole with another parts penalty. But again, like so, they've been they were strong. Like they they did really well on the draft. Like their cars were running well, and then they just had bad luck to crash out. Like all their cars crashed out. So we have to kind of go back to almost the clash to see, like you know, a couple of their cars made you know the final, the A main, but they were at the back of the pack. How this is going to be the first race that's going to kind of tell us how the twenty twenty four SHR is going to look. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, you know, if, if they, if they drop a goose, if they, if they, you know, leave a goose egg, get a two, seven off suit hands, mm-hmm. heads might roll. I don't already, they might immediately start as like, I don't know the way it's, you got to perform now in these series, but you know, we'll, we'll see. This is the first. Where did they missed their mark so much though. Like they were like, what's happened to them? Do you think? I think part, a lot of it is Tony has taken a large step back and they don't really mm. have that that kind of leadership right now and I think it's hurting Could them. Could be a possible. Lot. Yeah, I I would probably Although he, agree with what's, that. What's he doing like his focus is on the the straight line racing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yes. He found so a new there love. There you go. If, there you thanks thanks Tony for ditching SH or SRX and uh and NASCAR Cup. Um well that's a, SRX is a whole nother story. Yeah, that might be another a couple episode, couple uh a minute or so here. Let's talk about the I know it's early, but it's still interesting to talk about the rookie of the year battle. I believe we're who who we got? We got it's Carson Hasavar and uh Zane Smith. Zane and, and Josh Barry. And Josh Berry. And Josh Berry. Okay, so uh, Kaz, I believe, also 
Kaz Grawl is up there too. He's in there too. He's so running twenty so. something races for Rick Ware. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, let's let, instead of the rookie of the year because it's gonna, you know, Carson and and Josh, it's gonna be between those two. Oh, of, cool, of course, yeah. Because Zane's a good driver, but he's driving a third car for Spire. Let's let's be real. Like we'll we'll <laughs> see how they do this. We'll, we'll see how they do this week. But let's give a tip a tip of the cap to Rick Ware Racing. So everyone <laughs> was just clapping okay. <laughs> on, on Justin Haley for going from colleague to you know Rick Ware. These first two races, they have, and then even in the clash before the car broke, he has been putting that car up top five, top ten for most of the race. And then this this race, Atlanta, Casgrala in the second car, like it spun out a couple times due to instances. He still came back and had a, they both had decent finishes, top like 15, I think, finishes, something like that. So, again, this is going to be the first race. Las Vegas, we're going to see, this is going to be where, you know, a lot of questions are going to be answered. Yeah. Uh, these first two races, they've really put in some good work. Those guys have that Let, whole team. So let's, uh, let's wrap up here. We got a few minutes left. Let's, let's do some picks. Um, even though we don't have our, our NASCAR, uh, our NASCAR fantasy live up here. Uh, I won. Um, just, I, you I'm got it right. up. I won at Daytona and I almost died. Yeah, no, I won. I just remember because I was watching it. I won um, on on Sunday. Yeah, uh, we're, we're it's like NASCAR dot com is like not letting us log into it or something like that. But oh, my fantasy's up here. Your okay, fantasy's I'll up. Go to the league. You yep. got it. You got. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do my picks, but um, let, let's. Like, so, I don't have so an entry list I, or anything like that. But so for uh, for here, for actually. Atlanta, for Atlanta, I won. Uh, Thomas was second. Dirty Joe was third, and wow. you were last. Of and um, <laughs> and then the points. Thomas is leading by five points, three hundred to two ninety five, and then coming up the rear. Uh, Jordan and and Dirty Joe are tied for third at two sixty five. Yikes! Um, for it's a long. Story. So I got an entry. I got my entry list up here. I'm going to make my picks here. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think I've done Blaney yet, but I'm going to be putting him in because I, I think I I know what you're saying there. Um, it's easy to go with fours, and I'm I gotta I gotta try to pick some sort of bottom feeder Ford team because I don't want to use them up early, you know. Gregson's got it. One of those SH guard cars. Um, and then I think, I think I just, I want to use Hemlin as much as I can. I know he's a later, better later in the season guy, but Chase thinks he's on a, he's on a good role. And um, I don't know who I'll probably do. I think Kyle Bush, he's, he's on a good role too. Maybe pick a couple of the bigger guys. Uh, may probably put Kyle on my bench, maybe save him. What about you guys? I'm looking at um, Kyle Larson, uh, probably Seabell, go with um, uh, Ryan Blaney, go with a Ross. I like that. That's a good one, too. And you got to pull some dark horse out here that I think might might sneak one in. No, that's a hard one. Maybe, maybe a Daniel Hemrick or a, okay. somebody that might just sneak okay. in there. Eggman. So, like I said, I'm going with Chastain. 
I'm going to throw in Martin Truex Jr. Mm, uh, I true. think I think that could be a good pull. Uh, I'm putting Kyle Busch in the race this week. I'm also putting Kyle Larson in the race this week. Uh, I think a good rounder will be Austin Sindrick. And I'm, I'm going to put Ryan Blaney on in the garage. Okay. Uh, Damon, why not pick a couple? <laughs> Even though you're not. Uh, I already it. picked. Yeah. So uh, picked, oh, that's uh, right. Reddit. Well, nope. Where's that sound effect? What? Where, uh, huh? <laughs> oh, where's, where is it? I just did it. Huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I picked Reddick and, you know, you know, I'll go his teammate, Bubba Wallace, and we'll go Brad Keselowski. Then I we'll mean, do, due. yeah, Martin Schwex. That's a really good pick. And if we got to do a sleeper, why not? So uh, Chase Briscoe. All right. Hey, we're we're going to see what happens at Vegas. We're going to have all the updates from the track to your community on our social media page at the WWOMS and we're gonna, we're going to talk about it the Vegas race more in one of our upcoming episodes maybe who knows who knows where you'll see it um it might be on stage it might be on Spotify who knows just check it out um on whatever streaming app that you have for podcasts Apple Podcasts Spotify do Spotify also on the FM dial CFMH 107.3 local FM in St. John New Brunswick CKMS 102.7, Radio Waterloo, and Kitchener Waterloo, Ontario, and on your smart device on the Performance Motorsports Network app. Check us out on our website, www.thewideworldofmotorsports.com. Sorry, thewideworldofmotorsportspodcast.wordpress.com, where Damon and I, and maybe some of the other guys here that want to write, we, we do our writings on there with all the happenings in the wide world of motorsports. Well, that's just about all set for this edition. I'm James Jordan. Mike Wallace. The Eggman. And the American. That's just the facts. We'll see y'all around the bed. Adios. Bye-bye. Peace.